So what's, uh, are you the Iron Dwarf, or is that your bro? That's, yeah, that's supposed to be my brother. I'm the, uh, Rock Dwarf Miner. Gotcha. So he was the, the young whippersnapper that you guys uh, came upon that was being uh, bullied by those lunar uh, soldiers. Well, yeah, scum soldiers, you know. It all goes hand in hand. Um, Lannisters. Yes, yes, very much so. Um, so you guys are currently on the map. I'm going to ping it. Just hold shift while pinging, and we'll all move there. There Thank it you. is. So just in that area down there, I haven't got an exact map at the moment, but um, you've, you guys are returning from Skull Ruins after watching um, Yaganvar. No, that's right, isn't it? Yaganvar, isn't it? Um, go through uh, his um, awakening of his fetch. Uh, you, you, Saren, uh, um, a friend of his, and were there to watch out for him physically uh, while he underwent the ordeal and to witness so that you can go back to the the tribe and say, um, yes, I've seen this happen. Um, you've come back, you've stumbled across this um, group of soldiers that look like they were not doing anything official. Uh, looks like they were sort of off duty and off meandering looking for things, which can be quite a regular occurrence for people just trying to see dragon newts from a distance, uh, looking for odd, odd treasures, etc., out and around the, this edge of the wilds. Um, you saw him being accosted and you then, um, I wouldn't say leapt to his defence, but definitely sort of took the opportunity to get rid of a bit of scum. And are they actually dead? Uh, killed they them, yes. Bled out pretty quickly. I think two were killed outright, and the other one uh, had like one hit point left that would have bled out straight away. And is this something we think we might get in trouble for? I mean, we're already in trouble with the law for the whole not submitting to Lunar rule thing, aren't we? Uh, not necessarily in trouble with the law, um, but you are on the oppressed list. So is, is it something we would try and hide, or is this something that potentially happens on occasion from bandits and that kind of um, encounter? Um, given the fact that there's magic that can actually work out who killed who and sort of assign blame fairly um, easily if bodies were found, etc., um, you would say that it's not something you really want to be noted. Um, I mean, you want to there you kind of go. Rebellion. If, if bodies are found, if bodies are found, hmm. mm -hmm. if only you knew someone that could dig a really big hole. <laughs> yeah, have you got a gnome? Oh, I well, I can dig. About that, I'm going to look at the dwarf and kind of go on. Well. I'm not entirely certain what you were doing here. You're a little bit far away from her, aren't you? Still, someone to draw the ire of such lewdness can't be so bad of a sort. And there's nothing worse than somebody being ganged up on. 
I had it under control. Oh. Trying not to choke as I was having my coffee then. <laughs> well, all right. I kind of look at the dead lunas then. It's good to see some of them slain, or then trying to harass even more people than only our own. What were you doing here anyway, dwarf? I wasn't aware that there were any of your settlements nearby. Just doing a bit of surveying. Come out from dwarf mine. Have we seen a dwarf before? Probably I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Yeah, we're pretty young, aren't we? Yeah, 21. And that I'm willing to give you for your help. You're giving us what now? An answer. The dwarf's legendary generosity. And there it is. No wonder their halls are so filled with gold. Yagandar chuckles a bit. Doesn't weigh in, though. And we, uh, on our way back to Skull Ruins, we were we were on our way back to El Hearth. Is that where we were heading? Yep. Well, I suggest that you sh probably shouldn't be hanging around with these lunars that you've killed. Um, maybe you'd like to come back to our hearth while it's... Uh, what, what time of day is it? Is it day or night? Evening? Uh, day, it would have been sort of after lunch. And um, are you are you staying around these parts, Dwarf? I'm just out for a walk. How long exactly have you been walking? A <laughs> uh, day or two. And since I've been gracious enough to give you answers, maybe you can answer what separates you from these from these humans laying on the ground now. Mm, the best side of my bastard sword, I'd suggest. Well, I have a laugh at that. That and a couple of arrows. What separates us from these men is ties of kinship and otherwise, and the fact that their sorts invade in our lands and try to subjugate us with their foul ways. Skull ruins, you say you're going to? I give um, Yagunvar a sly look. That's uh, that's where we've just come from. And you're headed to now? Um, we're heading back we'll, to our we'll Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, we'll literally just call it home. It'll be the name of the village, home. Home. Okay. I'm going to drop my pack and shuffle through it and pull out some maps and be looking at it. Ah, I don't have home here. Oh, yeah, I see I see home there. Derp, how did I miss that? Well, it's not on my map. Well, if you'll have me, I'll follow you then. I suggest we get away from these uh, these wretches. You're more than welcome to join us, especially with that hammer. It's mine. Don't go getting any funny ideas. We do not begrudge you ownership of the hammer, worry not. We've got strong bronze. We don't need your uh, your masonry tools. Is this the point where the dwarf scoffs about people using bronze? <laughs> yeah. I was scoffing here, sitting in my chair, but I didn't, I didn't vocalize it. Um, you guys realize that he's wearing an iron tin hat, an iron um, hat on his head. Um, you know, some sort of protective device. It's called a helm. Yep. Um, it's three. <laughs> it's three a.m. in the morning, and I'm just waking up. <laughs> iron hat. Iron tin hat. Even better. Ooh. Yeah, so um, you sort of look at it and think that thing's 
worth a fortune. Hmm. Okay, that might provide... Hmm. <laughs> Put it this way, if, uh, three, if three soldiers happen to have seen something like that and recognised what it was made of, um, it might explain why they were trying to uh, accost them. What are you two looking at? You might be wise to keep that uh, that magic hat you've got under wraps around these parts. Especially walking around by yourself. Just a, a word to the wise. I think it's alright for now. And uh, what, are, what do dwarves eat? Rocks? No, I think it wasn't rocks. I think it was gravel. Close enough. Well, we've got plenty of that at home. Best, uh, best be moving on before it gets too dark. So you're good, Josh? You're going to follow along behind them? Yeah, I'll follow. I'd like to put this home on my map since I don't have it. I, uh, I give the Lunas a cursory glance. I'm not going to take anything off of them. But do they have anything of interest? I think after you left uh, last week, I rifled through their pockets for, uh, for uh, coins. Gotcha. I don't remember what I what we found though. No, we, Do you, no I don't think we ever gave it to you. Um, so between the three of them, you would have collected sixty nine um, lunas. Yeah, they had a couple of daggers. The scimitars were. Um, I think one of the scimitars was dinged up, and the other two were all good. Do I recognize value? in lunars as a monetary system or just as the um precious metal you know that um humans use um pretty little shaped um bit, bits of silver for paying for things um you haven't had to do it do so yourself yet because generally the the silver dwarf uh, would take care of that or the lead iron dwarf mm -hmm. um I'll take them because they're shiny and they're metal. Well, yep. it, it, s slow down there, Dwarf. I think we should probably share those out. Ah, oh, fire is fair. I, ta I take 30 and give the rest to him. Do you want 15, Yagenvar? I'm calling this reparations. Mm, that's fair. Um, Josh, before you go anywhere, um, can you just try a quick ceremony roll and then um, see if you can make their bodies disappear into the earth just for a bit of creative effect using form said earth oh cool is there anything I can do to boost my ceremony yep so roll your ceremony uh, so basically a number of rounds that you can spend sort of just uh, augmenting it and just sort of um, preparing yourself before you cast and you dump mm -hmm. all of you uh, the big one is dump your encumbrance oh okay let me go to yeah I did say earlier I threw my pack on the ground to rifle yep. through it yep so basically um, add however many percent of cumbrance that you've taken off to your chance to to um, cast and I will just give you a number in a second now, how do I get rid of this encumbrance? And the other one, you could just tick a box and it would take that off of you. No. The easiest way I find is just add the percentage back in. Oh, okay. So add 19 percentage. Yep. And now, where's the modifier box? Jeez, you're asking all sorts of hard questions today. <laughs> Sorry. 
There is a magic, but I don't think you can edit that. You can just change the number next to ceremony. Yeah, that might be the easiest. Just change that. Okay. Oh, no, it won't need to be on ceremony. It'll be on your chance to cast your spell. Yeah, we're going to have to work that one out because it'll be nuisance otherwise. Is it a sorcery spell, is it? Yeah. So add it to the ceremony box there? Uh, no, to, uh, add it to the chance to cast the skill. Uh, the ch cast, chance. So I'm just uh, having to quickly find the uh, ceremony box. Though. Oh, the ceremony's top left, immediately underneath magic. So if you were to spend uh, a minute, uh, you could add 46 to your chance to cast the spell. If you spend, uh, what's that... Nearly three minutes, you can add 66 to your chance to cast the spell. Yeah, I'm going to sit here for three minutes. Okay, so roll, um, do just over three minutes and you can have 76. I'll do that then. So you see this little short dude sort of all of a sudden wander over into the area and amongst these bodies and he starts mumbling away in some sort of funny voice and he's waving his hands a little bit and he's getting in really getting into is there a way is there a way for me to recognize what is going on also how high is this dwarf's power when compared to mine i can tell just by looking at him is it much higher than mine much lower or about equal uh lower than yours probably significantly lower than you then i'm not too worried because he's clearly not some grand high priest or a massively powered sorcerer can i recognize just what he's doing though you're not a hundred percent certain of exactly what he's doing but you're, you're pretty sure that he's using some sort of focusing technique um trying to sort of get himself concentrating and focusing on doing some sort of magic but it's a foreign magic to you I find this fairly interesting, and I am decently confident in my ability not to get completely blown away, so I'm going to stay and watch. Okay. I'm also going to regale this to my farming friend here because, well, he's not yep. a magical person here, kind of. No, I am not. Yep, so, so basically uh, ESPN kicks in here. Oh, yeah, uh, oh, look at that. Look, that's what he's doing here. Um, so roll 76, Josh. 76 yep okay uh i should go to tell you what saren saren yeah i will i will slap you with a counter magic three myself as well in case something does happen <laughs> i should have rolled yep so 19 so add another 19 to your um skill so you got 19 because you got rid of your um encumbrance and add another 19 mm -hmm. because that's your chance to cast okay so 38 yep so add 38 to the spell yep okay and i'll be rolling intensity uh no so you just you'll just roll the spell itself and as long oh, as the it, spell itself yep okay. so as long and as long as it's under 30 uh it'll enhance uh, all of that in the process so basically if your spell comes off uh it'll do the the job okay you'll need to spend two magic points though um to to get enough area to be able to bury the bodies all right well hopefully this will all right 
Yay. Okay. You guys are standing there watching and um, you're getting the blow-by-blow account for, as uh, as you watch. And then all of a sudden you see the area around him start to ripple and get soft. And then you see him sort of wave his hands and sort of gently guide the bodies down. He, he basically pushes them down under the water and the bodies disappear into the earth. And he pulls his hands out and then now steps back and the ground goes solid. That's impressive. Do you do landscaping as well? I I do. I don't make any jokes. I just kind of stand there watching, quite impressed. Yeah, it's pretty mind-blowing. Like, um, there's probably some some earth cultists that can do similar sorts of things, but it's the first time you guys have ever seen anything like this. Um, the thought does go through your head. What if he had done that under your feet? If he hadn't recognised, like if um, he had have taken you for enemy. Okay, so you've basically there's uh, no trace of uh, any combat or anybody's left afterwards. Uh, all of the blood's been sort of you know cleaned off the surface. It, it looks like no one's been here, apart from these little dwarf feet through the bit of mud. Do I uh, take this box to yep. level it up? Okay. Yep. So, you've cleaned up the site, um, nothing happened, no one's ever been here. So, where are we off to? Best head home. Okay, um, you guys are probably half a kilometre away from the river and just need to cross the river to get back over to your side. Um, there's, a cup, there's a place just along here that you would normally ford. Was that sort of around there? So you um, sort of invite the dwarf to follow and you head on off. Um, you notice that he's a little bit slower than you guys, uh, as in that you have to sort of keep stopping, you know, probably uh, five out of every 15 minutes that you're having to just wait for him to keep up. It's not that he's tired or anything. It's just those little short feet and legs just don't go as far as yours. <laughs> okay. Uh we can make allowance for that. Are you guys taking any precautions as you go? Just keeping a, a watchful eye. No, nothing too hectic. It's probably now yeah, equivalent of like four o'clock. We're talking a um, got another couple of hours till sunset. Um, you get down to the edge of the river, and it's not a hugely wide river at the moment, but it's still a good. 20 meters that you've got across at this point to get across the ford. Um, the thing that you sort of take note of on a fairly quick basis is the fact that this river is probably going to come up to the dwarf's chin. I offer to, um, if you want some assistance, I'm happy to, uh, to carry you across. You can grab on my back if that's something that's uh, amenable to you. Don't want to get your beard wet? Oh, I can cross on my own. Grumble, grumble. <laughs> okay. Throw so... me, throw me across. <laughs> <laughs> so Not even the though, beard. Even um, though oh. this is a Ford, even though this is a Ford, it's um, even for you guys, it's a bit of a challenge <laughs> to get across. Well, I'll stay um, down, down river, up river. I'll stay the 
so the direction the water's flowing, I will st I will stand. What is that downstream? Downstream is the on the uh, the lee side or the lower side of him. Yep. Yeah. So I'll stand downstream of him. So if he does get into trouble, he'll he'll wash into me. Okay. And uh, Yaganva. How do you do, man? It's not that big a dilemma. I'm just going to kind of come along. Okay. So. There'll be a little bit of mechanics here and getting across. Um, um, okay, you get out into the river. Dex? Yeah, I'd say Dex times three um, for Gort to be able to keep his Oops. feet. Okay. Not sure which one of those you want to... Yeah, so Gort, Gort sort of rocks out into the river and stumbles basically in the first five metres. Okay, and you guys, basically it goes under, um, I'll take the first roll, Neil, the, um, you grab him and you sort of uh, grab hold of him, um, Yaganvar, are you going to try and assist in getting the dwarf? How would I do that? Uh, just, it's a dex roll to try and grab him as he's gone under, so basically I'll take it that you can guys I, are can, are can, I, can I, can I kind of just grab a stick to hold out his way so he can grab that? Yeah, I mean, if I have to roll dex, I guess I can do so. Uh, dex times how many? Uh, dex times three. If you drag me under with this, I will be very upset with you. Okay, that wasn't a dex times three, but I think it worked, maybe, kind of, sort of. <laughs> okay. So, so Saren is sort of... Um, Gort loses his feet. Saren's bumped into and sort of grabs him as he's sort of bouncing off him. Yaganvar's hand snakes out, literally grabs him by the scruff of the neck and um, holds him there and then um, tries to uh, write him up. So uh, your guys, uh, what's your strength, Yaganvar? What's your strength, Saren? My strength is 17. 13. Okay, and what's your, um, what's your size? Nine. Okay, so... 30 versus, okay, so um, Yaganvar, if you just roll percentile, uh, basically as long as you roll, as long as you don't roll 96 to 100, you guys manage to write him back on his feet. A percentile roll, just a d100? Yep, just d100, yep. Okay, so you're literally only a couple of steps off the water, he's fallen off his feet, you've um, got down onto the, um, you've snaked your hands out, grabbed him, pulled him back up onto his feet, put, popped him back on his feet and sort of gone, yep. You're, you're right there, wee fella. Um, and saved him. Um, you've probably got another three, or f if not four, of these rolls to get across the river safely. Um, do you want to um, take precautions before you go any further? Yeah, I'm going to hold on to these two and swallow my pride and a little bit of the river. How well forested is this area? Um, not excessive, but yes, there are trees, etc. around. Can I cut down a tree and just kind of hand it to the dwarf and go use it to float? Because this was embarrassing. Yeah, there's small, like, there's small shrubs in that that would be easy enough to, to grab. A it doesn't need to be a huge tree, just large enough that we can get a decently sized log that he can cling on to. Um, I'm going to turn, I'm going to turn to the, I'm going to turn to, Dwarf, I would say, um, 
Do you think you were able to cling on to a piece of wood and not go under? I think I can oh, manage. Well, um, there's no rolls involved in cutting down a tree, is there? Like, I can just do that. No. Yeah, just right. for it. I'm going to cut down the tree. I'm so if you get a four-arm to... thick, if you get a four-arm thick um, stick um, that you can all three hold onto, that's easy enough to do. And or you can get something bigger yeah. if you want to. Like the river is going to sweep us down a bit downstream if we're going to do this, but that's not really a big deal, I don't think. Just also remember um, that this is effectively like a dex times five less encumbrance. Um, so hence I've just gone for dex times three. Um, if anything happens that um, you do fall, then encumbrance will definitely count against you because I think if you check each of your swim skills, they're not very high. I'm not a trained swimmer. I'm just kind of asking. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? How have I got minus 95% skill? Encumbrance. Each point of encumbrance is minus five. Oof. Ouch. Okay, so damn. So you're going to go and, for and the it's, arm thick. So it's, it's, it's high enough that it is going to be a risk for us taller people as well? Yeah, it's basically damn rib cage to nipple height. Okay, that's cool. Well, look, I've got some rope. What don't, uh, what's the width of this river? About, is it less than 30 metres? Yeah, 20 to 25 metres. All right. Well, why don't we just tie off each end, have two of us go across, and then I'll wait on the other side. Once you two are across, I'll untie it tight around me, and you can pull me across. How does that sound? Uh, I was muted. Yeah, fair enough. You've, um, right. you've had your first bath in probably two years, Gort. So I'll I'll strip down as much as I can, leave my stuff on the other this side of the bank, and I'll go across um, with the rope to tie okay. it off on the other side. Cool. If you guys hold on to it. Okay, so make a dix times four roll um, to get across. All right. Uh, what do I roll? Same roll. Ah, oh, so so he's he's just gone across ahead of you um, to tie the rope off on the other side. And ah. then, then, um, then you guys I'll can. Come, I'll come back. I'll come back across. So I tie it off on the other side. Come back. You and don't then... have to come back. You could, like, how, how wide is the river? Could he just throw at the other end of the rope if he ties that off to a rock? How are you going to bring all my stuff across, though? Yeah, he's got twenty to twenty-five meters across, and he's got like twenty encumbrance worth of gear that he's got to bring back across as well. Ooh, yeah. Never mind. All right. Okay, so uh, everyone can make a dex times four roll to try and get across. So who's going first, Jagenvar or Gort? Shall I come back first? Ah, yep, definitely do that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that was power. Yeah. 48. Would have 59 have succeeded? Yeah, so I've got 13 power, so what's that for, for 65? Oh, it's times four. Yeah, you're after dex. 52. So I've just just missed it. All right, okay. Dex times four. Dex times four. Okay. Um, you lose your footing, and you're holding the rope. There's no problem with that. Um, but now just roll your strength versus your size to try and uh, keep yourself. Um, so just D100. Yep. So what's your strength? Your 17 strength, and what's your size? Yeah, 16. 16. Size. Okay, so you've got a fifty-five percent chance to just be able to hold your your own weight against the rope. Uh, what throw was it? Fifty-five percent. 
Yep, fifty-five percent chance. If you do, um, yep. Okay. So you've lost your footing. It's slipped out underneath you. You've your arms hooked over the rope, and you've managed to grab hold and actually lock yourself there, and then sort of pull yourself back up onto the rope and get your footing again. Um, and then you can um, continue to try and get work your way back across the river. So um, just do another dex roll to to make sure nothing fumbles. Yeah. All good. Okay. So th on that, you can see that it's it's a strong setup. Um, if something goes wrong, um, your your greater encumbrance is going to count against you. But um, you know, if you're if you're relatively unencumbered, it it, it does work. Yeah. All right. So I'll ho hold the rope over this side, and those two can make their way across. With the rope. Okay. Okay. Who's going to go first? Gort or Jagen? I'll go. I'll go first. Uh, Dex times four. What's the roll? Uh, you're trying to carry all your gear in one hit. Yep. Dex times four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I failed. So do um, strength roll. Uh, so just roll percentile, and your strength is what? Eighteen. And your size is seventeen. Eight was it? Nine. Nine. Okay, so you got a 90% chance. You got 90% chance of being able to hold yourself. Uh, less. You got a 75% chance of being able to hold yourself. Easy. Cool. You, you grab hold. Okay. Yeah, your feet are dangling off downstream. Um, you manage to sort of right yourself, get yourself back up um, onto your feet, and then um, you start making your way forward again. Uh, it's not the the most comfortable of things you've ever done in your life and not something you'd ever actually want to do again. Okay, so so make another dex roll just to... Okay, after a bit of panic, you've managed to make your way across to the other side and you look back at the uh, the humans and sort of um, yeah, expect acknowledgement for how well you've done. Okay, Yaganda. I'm going to look at the display in front of me. Silently wandering, summoning a spirit or an elemental would not have been a better idea anyhow. <laughs> yep. But yes, I'm going to try and get across. Okay. Go for it. Uh, what do I roll first? Uh, Dix times four. Yaganva just sort of communes with nature for a little bit and just goes doo -doo 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 across the river. No problems. Cool. And I'll uh, untie the rope, get all my gear back on, and then make my way across and just make sure they're holding the other end. Okay. Go for it. Dick slows forward again. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Not quite walking on water, but pretty close to it. Okay. You're over to the other side, and... Um... Not a problem. Yeah, they get there. You guys are soaking wet. It's not, you know, it's um, springtime at the moment, so you know, there's a lot of water around, but there is no real problem with um, uh, cold. As, as we're walking along, I'll, um, I'll be carrying my bow with an arrow notch to see if I can see any small game on our way back. Okay. Hey, um, Court, can you give me a scan roll, please? <clears throat> a normal scan? Uh, you can use either. Yep. Are we underground? No, just um, 
Doesn't that only work underground, dwarf in the special sense? Yeah, yeah. Just <clears throat> the earth scan. Just roll to against one of them just to see. Okay, you're walking along and you're pretty sure that you can sense something in the ground that um, you could be interested in. Okay, in the ground. In the ground. Do I know the yeah, 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 general yeah, area know, of where in the ground? There's something that, um, that could really interest you. All right, I'm going to go to that area and then take out my pickaxe and start working into the ground. I look at Saren. I look at Saren. I look at the court. I look at Saren and I go, did he just start digging for some reason? He's making a bed. Oh, right. Maybe he needs to uh, relieve himself. Digging a latrine. I um, find a, a tree to lean on and, and watch him curiously. Yep, like there's no... Yeah, he hasn't said anything. He's just... Yeah, while you guys are busy sort of um, just getting yourself ready to load up and head on again, he's literally just sort of gone over to a mound of dirt and just started digging. What have you got there, dwarf? I'm not sure yet. Okay, so you're leaning against a tree watching, uh, Yakinvar. I'm going to kind of go, is there any aid you need? I can offer some magics of assistance if you really would prefer that. Did you, you offered? Yes. If, if there's anything. I'm, I'm just going to keep digging. Uh, okay, then. Okay, I'm going to stand back and watch. This is, this is a thing now, apparently. Actually, the, the day is getting on, isn't it? You're probably looking at about an hour and a half or less now till sunset. I'll go gather some firewood because if he's going to be digging, it might take a while and we're going to be cold and I don't want him too cold. Okay, so you just start prepping up a little campfire and some food? Yes. Okay. Um, do your masonry skill, Mr. Dwarf. By the time you've grabbed um, some firewood, um, he's dug a hole where his head is now only just showing above the hole. It's probably about four metres across. You notice that it's very circular and nicely shaped, and there's a, um, little steps on the side of the wall on the way down. All of the dirt's coming out in neat little piles around the outside. Like everything looks really, really uniform. I'm going to look at the dwarf again. So, you did not tell us your home was here. I'm going to continue intently digging. So, you haven't said a word to the other two at all. Just keep digging. Yes, for the time being. It's now, it's now approaching dark. Like basically, we're into dusk now. Um, you guys are sitting there, sort of making yourself some food. Uh, he's now down to the point where uh, the hole has got s the steps no longer just go down the side. They start to go round on an angle, sort of following the outside rim and going down. It's, he's now probably his body length deeper again. I'm just going to look at this in silent fascination. This is this is all very much an experience that I'd like to tell my children about sometime. Okay. Um you better do another dark sense roll. Sorry, Earth Sense roll. My God. Yeah, I was just about to ask. Should it be an Earth Search or Earth Scan? 
go with um at, at the moment it's enough distance that you can stay with um earth scan you know there's something in this vicinity but uh and roughly where yep you're, you're definitely on the path you can yep it's definitely what you're looking for or a, or a, at least a small sample of what you're looking for um it's a wee way further down at the moment but um you know it's all good you're getting there you've made really good time in the last hour and a bit uh, you're basically two meters deep in this hole that's four meters across and working your way down um, the gravel here is uh, nicely packed everything sort of um, keeping very good shape and you've got no worries about anything sort of caving in because of course you are that good okay it's now now dark looks like the treasure is eluding you there dwarf I say to uh, Yagavar, looks like we'd better make a fire. Is there no, um, there wasn't any small game or anything that I can take a pot shot of? Um, yeah, we can roll that. Uh, so Yagavar's made the fire and sort of basically started uh, prepping everything there. So um, you've sort of snuck off having a look for like rabbits, um, things like that. So just um, you roll. Power times roll, five. Uh, power roll, times a three. roll a power times three, yep, for luck can't find shit no and you think that the dwarf has scared them off do we have food with us yep yeah you're carrying supplies like you've got probably another two to three days worth of food with you um because you you set off carrying good um a good quantity of stuff for your trip okay it's now been three hours and you've heard dunk 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 and then that sound of um, him with out with his spade, sort of crush as it goes in, and then flick, and the um, the earth landing up on top. Now it's got to the point where he's uh, filling up a little bag and um, carrying that up to the top and dumping it off. Um, you like you'd now have to light a torch or something to be able to see down the hole properly. But um, have they lighted the fire? Yes, yes, I have. I'm going to go to my pack, pull out a candle, walk to the fire and light the candle with the fire and then plunk it on the front of my iron cap and then go back into the hole. Okay. So so what he's done is he's um, all of a sudden on his last trip to the top, he sort of looked around, sort of taken note of the fact that it's dark and he's come across, um, gone to his pack pulled out something out of his pack, which you then recognize to be a candle, although it sort of looks a little bit different to what you guys would normally use. He's gone over, um, put the tip of it into the fire, then um, uh, dripped some of the wax onto the front of his iron hat, and then plonked the candle on the front of it so that it's mounted um, there as a, like a reflective light, and then um, put his cap back on and headed back down into the hole. I'll, uh, I'll stand at the top looking over into the hole now as well. Okay, you see this little light going doop, 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 down the steps, um, down into the hole. He's, yeah, he's got to the point now, he's probably three to four metres deep, three to four metres, you know, four metres wide. It's the, um, at the bottom, it's probably only about two metres wide by the time you sort of take into account the steps. It's a very clean looking hole. Um, not that you guys know much of what to appreciate in masonry work, but um, yeah, it's better than any of the holes that you guys have dug for latrines or anything. Yeah, dude, that, that, that seems about, yeah. 
dwarf's gonna dwarf, I suppose. Okay. Well, I'll sit there enjoying my uh, enjoying my supper and being lulled by the repetitive digging noise. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, mid-evening. Um, you're probably talking now, sort of nine o'clock-ish. Um, all of a sudden, you hear the dwarf starting to mutter, and he's looking. You know, he's not digging now. He's actually starting to check out the ground underneath them and to the side and then he sort of looks a little bit more and sort of mumbles to himself and then um you know it's the dwarvish version of eureka and he, he pulls up this clump of um um some sort of rock and sort of is very very happy with himself down there sort of laughing and chortling to himself and yeah uh, how, how would you how would you do it uh, josh You've hit pay dirt. Ha 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 He starts talking to this piece of rock. Aren't you a beauty? I take out my uh, my pipe and start. Does does the rock does the rock or anything else have any power? Is this the domain of powerful spirits that are about to hurt me, or is the dwarf just obsessing over some weird stuff? To you, he's just obsessing over some weird stuff. Okay, that's that, that's good. That's good. I can respect that. <laughs> Very well. Well, you guys would recognise gold or silver, but it's not one. Not anything like that. In fact, it seems to be like a um, a little dark shape. You can't really see too much because of the distance involved. And like, he hasn't started saying "my precious," but he's definitely sort of talking to it in a, a positive manner. Has he come out of the hole, or is he still down there? Uh, still down there. He's only just sort of found it and spent, um, you know, a minute mumbling away to himself and sort of chuckling and sort of, you know, saluting this piece of rock. I'll um, I'll wander over, and I'll uh, I'll sit with my legs over the edge, taking a drag on the pipe, and what what you got down there? Do you want a mineral lore? I think I've got zero mineral. Oh, I've got eight percent. May I roll it? You can never go. Oh, I was, I was asking Glenn if he wanted one. I actually don't know what I have. You were so <laughs> close, though. You're yeah, pretty that's sure one it's of those, a. It's uh, one of them rocks. Yeah, it's a rock. You're pretty yeah. sure it's a rock. <laughs> you you don't think it's a metal, but you do think it's a rock. Is it a very special kind of? Most hardy rock, I ask. Gort here. Whoa. <laughs> oh, wow. fuck, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> Gort thinks it is. Oh, God. That's awesome. Oh, this is classic. <laughs> just me, just. Got some. Cut some during just my spent five eye. hours digging for the ultimate prize just to find out. <laughs> it's not a happy dwarf. Oh no, he's 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 happy as Larry. He's he's found pay dirt. So what does that? What would the hundred mean? It means you failed despite yourself. Uh, in metagaming terms, he's uh, picked up um, fool's gold, effectively. Uh. Five hours of work to pick up the wrong thing. I turn to Yagenvar. Maybe that's how they find their food. 
Yes, that's that's definitely what happened, clearly. It's a dwarf potato. Yeah, at the at the mention of food court, um, you realise that you haven't eaten today, or at least not since first thing this morning. All right. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to give up with what was happening down here, considering that last roll, and I'm just going to go up to the um, campfire, pretty upset with myself, and just... Oh no no you've you've got pay dirt. You're you're very happy with what you've got. Okay. But yeah, I'm gonna This is this is the ultimate find. The only thing that you could have found that's any better than this would be adamant. Does adamant even occur naturally? Isn't that refined true stone? Yes. Right. I'm gonna grab one of my cans and pop that open. It says on the side of it spinach. Ah. Uh-huh. He sort of, <laughs> he almost looks like Popeye, sort of comes up, big arms, sort of grabs this tin, pulls out a little gadget, goes crunk, 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 opens up the top of it, pulls back the lid with the jagged edges on it, and sort of squeezes the tin and sort of um, wolfs it down um, his face and sort of, ay, 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 ay. <laughs> Very strange folk. Okay. The, um, hang on a second. There you go, Josh. Oh, okay. Um, he's Gort is definitely sort of going gaga over this um, this magnificent rock that he's found. Um, he's not exactly being forthcoming with um, sharing it either. Well, I've always been told the dwarves are crazy. This just confirms that. So probably nothing out of the ordinary, honestly. Okay, so you're pushing nine, nineteen at night now. So um, are you guys hunkering down here for the night? I guess we are. Even if the dwarf is really crazy about it, it's still a very, very well dug hole. Yeah, it's a beautifully dug hole. But what's the uh, what, quite nice weather? It's uh, not too uncomfortable. Uh, spring, it's you know uh, warm during the day, but a little bit cooler at night. Um, you guys are travelling with a blanket or two in preparation uh, you've now had enough of a fire that your clothes have dried out so you you're not going to have any problem with that for the night um although gort's probably sweated a wee bit not as much as you guys would have but, but yeah he's definitely sort of been active that's good well i'll uh, i'll just enjoy the campfire have a, a, a continue having a bit of a smoke maybe maybe try and sing a sing a bit of a song <laughs> He, um, Bit of a campfire ditty. Camp Town race is three miles long. Do-da, oh, do-da. So, could have been so good. Close enough. I'd say you could just imagine the old battling, um, dueling banjos starting up. <laughs> okay. The um, what's your fetch's power? Um, Stephen? my fetch's power. Yeah. Or. Wasn't it? I thought, I, I, is that a four or three? Let me see about that. Yes, the fetch's power is four, and you just rolled a four on a d100. That's not terrifying at all. Freaky. That's cool. Divine intervention. Can I see what kind of spirit is about to try and eat me? Because I have second sight at all times. Yeah. Just um, with the second sight, effectively, 
you can see the stuff. You know how they sort of talk about seeing auras and that where you sort of just concentrate and you can see everything there. So to make the assessment just takes just a little bit of time just to focus. But uh, your fetch is basically, you know, uh, oh, actually, what was your fetch? What was your um, your totem? It is, okay, my fetch is a very dark cloud that tends to crackle with thunder a bunch. Uh, the totem is a single buckle bone die. Okay, can you roll a 1d100, please? I will roll a d100. That is a 12. Ooh. Oh dear, don't like the sound of that. <laughs> I am decently powerful. Decently. I'm also starting to realise that I didn't pick spirit screen and maybe should have. Okay, and can you roll a d6, please? That's a one. Okay. So you see, or actually your fetch sees this malignant shape sort of coming towards it. And it is, um, you, know, you know that it's some sort of disease spirit. Oh no. <laughs> oh lord. Okay, you're not sure what type of disease spirit, um, but. Is there a way to tell? Um, yeah, but only once you sort of engage with it. Um, so if you roll your power times three, please. Um, yeah, just your power times three. That is a fail. Okay, this dark malignant shape is coming towards you and then looks to engage uh, you and your fetch in spirit combat. Ugh. All right then. All right, all right. I can't believe I rolled a four on a D100. That's cool. Um, just to be clear, the spirit has to beat a 21, but I can use a 17, yes? Right, okay, that's... That's right, yep. That is honestly for the best, because this would have been even scary otherwise. This is also okay. going to look very strange to anyone else that's looking, by the way. So, for you guys, um, you know, um, if Gort ever actually looks up from his food or the stone, uh, but... All of a sudden, you know, Yaganvar's just sitting there, um, you know, humming away, sort of contemplating life, and then all of a sudden goes, shit, what's that? And then seems to be looked, looking up into the sky, and you see this sort of greeny, dark, browny shape sort of coalesce around him, and you see a, a rictus on his face as he seems to be um, biting something in the process. Okay, so um, it's got a power of 18. Jesus Christ. Okay, so um, it will have a 35% chance of trying to affect you, but you have a 45% uh, chance of actually yeah. affecting it. Yep, so um, roll 1d100, mate. All right, my roll to attack it. Okay, that's good. Yep. Oh, there we go. Okay, so roll a d3. I don't get a bonus to spirit combat damage, it's become a shame, and I do I? No, 
No, but All right. um, All right. I, only your fetch to protect you. No, that's fine. It takes two points of damage okay. to it. Yeah. So it's down to 16. So its chance to affect you is gone down to 25. And mine should be 55. 55. Yep. Right. All right. Okay, second round. I succeed again. And it fails. Yep. In your face, disease spirit. Okay. It, okay, only one point of damage to it now. Okay. Um, Neil, you, you're looking and all of a sudden you see him sort of... It's gone from a, a, um, a grimace on his face to all of a sudden it's just concentration. Um, he definitely sort of seems to be um, intent on whatever it is he, that he's doing. Okay, D100. So what are we? Uh, I'm down to 15. Yeah, and I'm still 21. So it has a 20% chance of affecting me, and I have a 60% chance of affecting it. Let's see how that works out. Uh, I just make it. And yeah. it fails by some margin. It takes two points of damage to its Kieran power. I'm down to 13. Yep. Okay, I'm down to 10. What's wrong with your friend? Not sure. I'm standing up and I've half drawn my sword. Just making sure there's nothing else around uh, while he's... Um... All right. I have a 70% chance of affecting it now. I, I fail, though. Okay. You, you, both lightsabers miss. Pretty much. But we can try. Well, we will try again. I don't think it's going to let up. No. 70% chance of hitting. Jesus. Okay, that's another miss. Still got a 70% chance. Um, you guys can almost hear there the noises. There we go. Pew, pew, pew. Okay. Right, um, it go fails. It I don't. Okay, it's down to 30. 13. 13. Very good. 11. 11. Yeah. Oh, 11. Yeah, 11. Nice. Yeah, 13 down to 11. So, down, <laughs> but until you've got it down to 7, then it's 100%. Yeah, I've got a 80% chance of hitting it now, which is already quite good. Yep. So, roll 8 or lower. Yeah, there we go. Okay. That doesn't and actually three, succeed, three. does it? No, it doesn't uh, succeed. Yeah, 11. 11. But it's against 21. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. All right, then... Okay, okay it's 10 now. Yep. It pretty much needs a 1 till 5 to actually affect me, doesn't it? That's right, yep. But you just yeah. need another yeah, couple of points to take it. Yeah, all right. Let's see about that. Uh, is it 10 now? So... Still succeeds. Yep. Okay. And roll your damage. Okay. It's got to the point now where you've got it. Um... You managed to beat it up and send it on its way. Uh, you don't have control uh, disease spirit, do you? No, no, but that is not something I decided to grab for various reasons. Yep. Doesn't something happen okay. if I beat off? Doesn't something happen if I do beat up some manner of spirit? 
Uh, in the new version, you automatically get a power boost. You'd steal a D3 power from it. This version, uh, you, tick, you tick your power and you'll get a power gain roll um, at the end of the week. Ah, then I will tick off that off very well. Okay, thank you. So, um, this, you know, this is like only two days after, well, three days, sorry, after um, you've just sort of attained your fetch and it's the first time that you've been attacked. But, um, yeah. Can I say, uh, it does say spirits automatically captured when a shaman bats to spirit combat. Oh, it fled. Yeah, okay, no, it, it fled. Fair enough. Because uh, you couldn't control it and keep it there, it's just basically beaten off. That is fair. I'm not really interested in disease spirits anyway. You you know tales of people, especially in the wastelands and pracs, etc., that um, used disease spirits to attack people and to punish people. But it's yeah, it's definitely a moral choice. Well. I feel like all on they are kind of not okay with the whole Malia thing, so I, I don't really want to deal with that. Yeah. So you guys are sitting there, and all of a sudden he stops. His face has gone from sort of alert, aware, not quite panicked. Then it sort of there was that um, look on his face where he was sort of trying to exert his. Um, determination and control over someone else and then he sort of started to relax and you'd swear that his hands were moving like he was um, using a sword uh, to do battle and then there was any, a time there where it just it just seemed to lose uh, focus a wee bit and then all of a sudden you know, um, it's almost like he flexed his spiritual muscles uh, as he sort of banished whatever it was that he was dealing with. I hold out my can to you. Your what? My can of food. Nargona reaches in, dips a single finger into spinach, streaks it across his forehead, nods his head once and says, Ah, now we are safe. Thank you. And then I shrug and continue to eat. You should be careful about... You should be careful about the places you dig these holes. There are some foul spirits that remain buried, and some of them are not in so high a mood. Hi, Shiagavar, what was that? I think that this place, other than having very special dwarven rocks, was a domain of some sort of spirit that was very angry that we disturbed its domain. But I've driven it all. We are safe now. It's a good story. It's probably not even wrong. I mean, we, someone digs a hole and immediately we get attacked by a spirit that probably dwelt here. Um, do you want to go and have a look-see and see if you can find anything that would suggest that? Sure. If this is a breeding ground for disease spirits, I might want to not sleep here. That 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 seems sensible. Yes. Okay. So you start rattling your um, your fetishes and walking around looking. Um, you're tuned in your second sight, and uh, give give me a scan roll because it works. Okay. I'm not actually too good at this, but I'll try. I'll go with them and have a bit of a go as well. Okay, you you can't see anything particularly. You can see the odd um, spirit sort of zipping past. Actually, it's an interesting one when you when you look at the interpretation of um, second sight and 
what it lets you do, seeing spirits visible in the, the mundane world, but whether or not it lets you pierce the sight into the spirit world is always a point of debate. Um, but then in the uh, the write-ups for RQG, it talks about rocks having spirits, trees having spirits in certain cases. Um, so yeah, it does does get a little bit blurry. I but, feel uh, like everything can't... has. I feel like everything has a spirit in the sense that they just don't kind of have them. I also feel like shamans just sort of take that for granted at some point. You can't find anything malevolent um, around you. Okay. Well, yeah, you've been probably sort of five or ten minutes just sort of looking around. Um, this place itself, it's not like Skull Ruins where you felt like you were you know, almost crossing to the other side. Um, but this is an area where a lot of um, things have happened over the years which may have left malignant forces around. Well, all right, all right, all right. I'll look back at a Saren and say, well... I'm fairly sure we should be fine. This, I, 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 I can keep us safe to some degree, but we may not want to linger too long, less into terms with allies or some such. I'll, uh, I'll sleep with one eye open for the evening. All of a sudden, the Metallica starts humming in the background. Okay, um... You guys sort of settle into around the campfire to sleep. You've sort of banked up the fire. Um, can I get a listen roll off everyone, please? No, you can't. I'm just going to fucking keep sleeping. <laughs> I got to tell you, if I'm going to have to fumble anything, it, it, it's probably for the best that it's this. Uh, Gort, can you give me a listen roll as well, please? Okay, you guys are lying down, you know, settling off to sleep, and then all of a sudden, Jagan Vars like, "What's that? What's that? Didn't you hear it?" Sorry, that was just my disease spirit coming out. Jagan Vars frowns very deeply. You should not joke about these things. Isn't very funny. Yeah, uh, Jagan Vars, like you've heard something. You're not sure whether or not it was on the spirit world or. Um, on the spirit plane or sort of locally, um, but just something caught your attention. I'm going to cross my arms. Uh, spirit speech isn't actually a thing here, so never mind that. Yeah, it is something that we'll probably have to add into your character because they skip it a wee bit in, in the RQ3 stuff, but um, yeah, you've got, say, a 25% plus whatever your modifier is for spirit speech. I'll just add spirit speech at 25%. Yep. I'm going to cross my arms and go to sit up. I'm going to say, not very loudly, because my friends are already awake and grumpy. I'm going to just kind of say spirit speech. I'm not going to move from this place until you show yourself. And then for the next half hour or so, just kind of sleepily look about, looking very offended at the fact that the spirit just woke me up. Okay, roll your ceremony skill. Just basically trying to reach out and commune. If you had a Ouija board, it would be quite good. That succeeds, that succeeds, that succeeds. I'm quite good at this. Yeah, so you're sitting there, um, and you could be sort of, you know, uh, forefinger, sorry, uh, middle finger touched to um, thumb on both hands. Um, 
alternating between that pose, sitting in sort of half lotus position and um, shaking your fetishes and you're seeking to commune with uh, any of the spirits that are there, but uh, nothing's really looking to make contact with you. I kind of give uh, an, annoyed, an annoyed grumpy grunt and then kind of sleep yeah. down and start sleeping again with the start this. So you guys are sort of like just sort of headed off to sleep all of a sudden Jagenbar sort of yelled out, what's that, what's that? Sat up and then uh, looked around a bit and then started shaking his fetishes. So for, for the next half hour, you guys haven't been able to actually get to sleep just because of the, the noises. And after a while, it starts to become quite hypnotic and um, yeah, you, you drift off to sleep. Okay, so settling back down uh, to sleep. There's no signs of anything else at the moment. Um, early morning, probably around sort of 5.30, 6am, um, Saren, you know, being a good farming stock, uh, wakes up and sort of starts prepping the fire. Yep. Okay. Any early morning game around? Okay. Uh, give me a... Uh, go for a luck roll to start with. Nothing. Uh, no, no, you sort of no signs. You actually, actually, you look around and you can see tracks of um, small animals that have been like around the fireplace. Um, you know, they, literally, it looks like Thumper has come in and sort of sat there next to the um, to Yaganvar curled up at night and then sort of bug it off when you've woken up in the morning. Um, in fact, you can find signs where um, all sorts of little furry creatures have gravitated to that side of the um, the campfire. Um, the, yeah, it's quite, quite an interesting thing. It's almost like nature seems to have taken an interest in Yaganvar. Okay, so about six o'clock in the morning, uh, what are you up to? Oh, st stop, uh, stop making a bit of breakfast, looking around, keep an eye out. Okay, you guys wake up to the noises of um, a bit of food cooking. Um, have a, just a quick scan roll, um, Stefan. I will try and do so. Ooh, that succeeds. You notice that there's all these signs of like rabbits and um, a few mice and other bits and pieces that have come and actually congregated almost alongside you uh, when you've slept. Um, Is there still spinach yeah. on my forehead? <laughs> Not anymore. No. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Jagunvar kind of gets up after waking up. Reaches a hand across his forehead, looks at his fingers, and goes, "We have been blessed very well." Oh dear. Uh, weather's still relatively fine. There's a little bit of cloud overhead. Uh, it's not a cold day. Um, things are actually relatively good. You reckon that you're probably nearly two days away from home. Um, could be a bit longer since the dwarf doesn't sort of walk as fast. Gotcha. Oh, I thought we were we were much nearer. That's 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 cool. Yeah, it's um, I just measured it out before. It's eighteen kilometres. 
Yeah, so that's a, a, a good day's walk. Yep, but with food. small legs. It's going to push it to, to nearly two. Yep. Yeah. At least one more night. Yep. Yep. You're, um, you find signs as you progress through the day. Um, you find signs of what looks like strange little campsites. Um, what is strange about a little campsite? Like what, uh, what, what, what makes them strange? It's almost has like a, a fortification. Um, it seems incredibly well structured. There's like a little uh, rampart had been set up. There's um, there's just something about it that seemed not particularly human. Like you, you've never seen any satellites or um, or even lunars actually that necessarily set up camp in this way. There, there are there are signs of fire. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, there is. Um, uh, it should be pretty obvious to see. Yeah, Sim, can you just make an int times five roll? Um, this was one of the places where you guys camped on your way down. Okay, good. Uh, I was a bit scared that it might have been trolls or some such, and I was sitting and going, no. No. Like, um, everything about this place is, like, set up. Um, yeah, they've literally sort of carved out a, a bit of a palisade area, um, mounted up the earth, set up, um, like, watch points, um, yeah, it just seems amazingly uh, detailed for somewhere which looks like it's only been used overnight. Is there anything else we can see about it? Have a bit of a poke around? Um, you find a couple of discarded cans that are very similar to what um, Gort was eating out of. Uh, no tidy kiwis here. No. I say, is this some of your brethren, Dwarf? <laughs> I see they have the same contraptions as you. I suppose it might be so. Are there any tracks uh, or anything? Yeah, like it's, well, say there was a dozen dwarves in the group when the, you were heading down, and uh, most of them were iron dwarves, so yeah, there's a lot of um, very heavy marks. You can see uh, when... Uh, as you roll a trick... Um, for those that are looking at the tracks, etc., just roll the tracks just so you can see what's going on. Ugh. <laughs> I'll walk over to have a look and just smash right through them. <laughs> um, Saren turns around and looks at you, um, Jagenbar, and says, Trolls. Looks like trolls have been here. <laughs> if not trolls, then probably dragon newts. Yarnbar is intelligent enough to know that trolls really don't like fire, so he kind of looks at the remains of what we used to be fine suit, looks at Saren and says, you're very sure that there were trolls here? Definitely. You're very, very certain. I begin to doubt myself. I'd say he's 100% sure. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Um, so this... I'd like to... I kind of want to carve a symbol in the side of one of these walls. Yeah. So it's like... So they're like low walls, basically, you know, a meter high, just something that's there as a breastwork so that, um, you know, they could set up with a couple of crossbows behind. Um, you you know that this was like the last place that you stayed on this side of the river before uh, before you um, had rafted across. Okay. Actually, yeah, I have a, I'm pretty sure, let me double check. Yeah, I have writing equipment. So I'd like to write a little note in Mistali. Okay. Here. Do I need to roll on this? Are you literate? Wow. And then I'm going to uh, put the note in one of the cans and place the can in the middle of uh, where the campfire was. Okay. Yeah, like with an arrow or something pointing to it just so that there's no mistake. Yeah, that sounds good. It's like the dwarven version of the Boy Scouts. Okay, what's your note say? Oh, it's it's personal. Okay. The um so you guys just wanna check in on the family back home. You guys noticed that um there was probably signs of around a dozen trolls. For real? No, that's what you think it is. That there were signs of a dozen trolls. Like right. that you definitely count the feet and the funny shaped like um, it's got to be trolls because like the the hard shapes in the ground that that leaves you know um, they don't look like normal um, leather boots or anything like that uh, even a even a hard boot um, just doesn't look the same uh, definitely not sandals um, but deep heavy indented shapes across the ground and that that headed off to the river pretty much straight off from where you guys are. Gotcha. You'd say by the depth of those um, tracks as well that uh, they're carrying quite a lot of gear. The, the, they might have been on the way back from a raiding party. Okay, the dwarf finishes what he's doing, puts um, something in a can, puts the can in the middle of the the campfire area, uh, draws a couple of symbols on the ground, and uh, then sort of looks at you guys. Okay, what's next? Uh, next, we start traveling, I suppose. We have, well, we better get going, given how slow the dwarf is. So, yeah. I'm wasted in cross country. We dwarves are natural sprinters, very dangerous <laughs> over short distances. Yeah, like one meter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you're starting to get to the point now where the, you see a few farms. Um, just a few outlying crofts, etc. Uh, you're you're making good time back in. Um, just looking at um, you're not travelling incognito or sort of discreetly, are you? You're just sort of rocking along. Did you just say rocking along? Did you just say fucking rocking along? Really, rocking along. <laughs> you said it. Yep. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to listen to that on playback, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We get to the point where, you know, end of the day, uh, it's, you guys could have been home by now, basically, if you had pushed it for a little bit extra for tonight. But with the dwarf along, you've um, 
there's crofts around, but they're not places that you would necessarily call of your family or of your um, direct clan. But you are, you do know the regions that you're in. Um, so do you want to try and stay at one of the buildings or do you want to um, just keep your own campfire? Do they tend to be very dangerous, as in? Are there very many bandits or lunars and God knows what else frequent these places? Or are they mostly used by herders and such? Yeah, more herders, the odd farm. The, um, well, yes, there are a few bandits out and around um, these sort of more fringe areas. Uh, but then you guys, you guys could potentially be turned bandits by some of the lunar authorities. Um, given the fact that you sort of are not that friendly to their enterprises. Yeah, I'd say not not highly dangerous, but at the same time, not, not completely safe. I'll risk it. Fair enough. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Okay. So you settle in for your campfire for the night? Uh, yes. Okay. Still no um, fresh game? Uh, yep. Roll your luck as you've gone. Oops. Okay. Not times three. That fails against. Is your power twenty down? No, I need twelve. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, no, you haven't seen any sign. I'm. I'm a. I'm a dim light. Actually, um, on that you you think that um, Saren and the dwarf are of a similar intensity. Okay. So you know that um, Saren's relatively average um, in power uh, and the dwarf is of a similar scale. Okay, um, so you settle down at the campfire for the night. Uh, can we have a fetch roll, please? So D100. Oh, boy. Okay, we're safe. We're fine. Every day. Mr. Sniffles isn't coming back, is he? Uh, Thumper and that that came and camped with him, or no, Mister Sniffles, the, uh, oh, the cold, the, the spirit. disease spirit. No, no. Yeah, I can I can summon a spell spirit to learn summon disease spirit and then call him here if you'd like. No, that's quite right. Pansy, <laughs> that would be funny. I don't want a bar of any of your mystic business. Uh, Gort, these guys are talking about things, you know, you've heard of spirits, um, they're basically parts of the machine that have gone wrong and escaped um, from what they were supposed to be doing and got up to all sorts of perverse malign um, enterprises, activities and sort of just downright scoundrels at sometimes with the ways that they try and absolutely fuck up what the machine's trying to do. Uh, you guys talk about uh, spirits and the spirit world and things like that, and he's, as far as he's concerned, it's like cogs, cogs of the machine that uh, aren't doing what they're supposed to. Okay. Not doing what you're supposed to is a very holy thing, as, I'm, as far as I'm considered, so that's fine. And I also don't know what a cog is, so, yeah. No idea. Are sitting there, when you hear a crashing noise coming through uh, the underbrush um, 
it's it's not trying to be quiet it's just a straight loud thunk 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 collapse then it, it falls over crashes to the ground um, what does it sound like does it sound very human or does it sound far too large to be or too small it sounded really heavy and noisy it, it was like a blacksmith um grabbed all of the tools and um things that were in his uh, workshop and were banging together and uh, then dropped them all on the ground well, i'm gonna have a look to see if there's a massive rock slider garden as well uh you're not a hundred percent certain like there's in the direction that it came from it's probably still a good 40 50 meters away from where you are um and it's now does anything have I, I, i'm going i'm going to be asking this a lot i'm sorry does anything have a power aura <laughs> i could see in the darkness like you can yep, literally just hit roll, the roll your scan roll i don't have to i can just see them yeah no just you could see it if it's exposed so just roll your scan roll to see if you can see where he is fair enough all right never mind um Oh yeah, you heard it. It was loud. Um, you actually roll, just roll in times five for Gort. Did, did we all hear this? Okay. All of a sudden, Gort. Like, yeah, I think of an idea down. here. So Jagenvar's got up, looked around so, toward the direction where the noise yeah, came Yeah, I'm going to go from, but didn't quite sprinting see in the direction I heard um, that. Then all of a sudden, Gort sort of goes, aha, takes off in that direction, and running at full tilt. Which isn't very fast. I'll um I'll draw my bow and run after him. Okay, it's and looking ahead, see if I can see what's making the noise. And say, come on, I say the Yagavar, come on, let's go. The game is afoot. Well, that's the closest you've come to game, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Um, I take it you two will grab a <laughs> torch because it's sort of um, getting dark now. Yeah, oh, yeah you guys time, have settled in for your campfire, so um, yeah, it's pushing on towards darkness now. Okay, then in that case, yeah, I'll take a torch and I'll draw my sword rather than, uh, okay. than a bow. So, uh, Gort, roll your scan. Uh, Earth's, uh, no, visual scan. Okay, you've, you're in the general vicinity. Um, there's a lot of scrub, a lot of um, sort of nothing more than sort of like two meters tall mm -hmm. but it's quite thick underbrush in that as well oh. um this is definitely the sort of general area that that noise came from and um but there's no more noise uh it, uh no not at the moment just because you're still trying to look across a, a region you're trying, probably trying to look in a vicinity of around 20 odd meters rather than sort of nice and close. You know that the noise was somewhere over here, but there's all of this bloody wild shit that um, you know, the cursed Eldriani um, tend to worship and sort of enjoy, oh, but okay. it's blocking your ability to see. <laughs> yeah, fucking plants. Yes, that sums it up quite nicely. Curse you, Eldriani. Ruining <laughs> yeah. these good so rocks. You two, uh, Saren and With your foliage. You've caught up to him he's frantically looking for something but you've got no idea what but he's really struggling with these um this these bushes and plants it's quite thick um 
it'd be the sort of thing that you'd uh, generally see like a wild war come racing out of. Okay, well, I'll, I'll make sure that I'm ready for anything that comes out. I've got my shield and torch in one hand and sword in the other. Can I see anything? Is it still making noise? No noise being made at the moment. Uh, you can roll a scan, but would take 20% off it. You don't need to do the adjustment, Just we'll just... Okay. No. You can see shapes, but um, because of the light, you just can't quite see anything in detail. Is it dangerous? Are you talking about the rocks or about actual Mustali? I'm not sure yet, but I think it might be Mikin. I'm asking uh, if you're talking about rocks. Infinitely more wall. dangerous than me. I'm asking it quite seriously. I didn't catch that last. Another dwarf? I just kind of look and go, well, is it? I mean, I know some healing magic if he needs it, and if he doesn't very much mind. Sounds as if he may have collapsed. Right. Okay, um, Stefan, you can roll your scan again now. Do I get a penalty for some such again? Oh, wait, no, I don't, because power, right. Still fails, though. Oh, I'll have to find him first. Again, just sort of things blocking your vision, sort of can't quite see what or where, but um, this is definitely the sort of vicinity of where you heard that noise. Keep searching, I suppose. Yeah, so you're going to sort of work together or spread out. But, um, the big thing is going to be uh, where you guys can sort of get to branches and sort of push them away and climb your way through where the crossover, the dwarf is like wrapping himself up in them. He's, he's really struggling with this whole thing of um, uh, underbrush. Shit, everything's a tree to him. Well, I'm not really sure what it is, so I'm sticking sticking back a bit from the dwarf, and I'll let him take the lead. Obviously, keep looking around all the time just to, to make sure we don't get jumped. Just in case a big war comes running out. Yeah. Okay, and uh, Yakinva? Man, I don't fucking know. I think this is all a very strange situation as it is. A lot of noise, and then suddenly, yeah, there's a dwarf, man. Okay. It, it, it doesn't really sort of compute to you guys as to why this big crashing noise would could be recognised as potentially a dwarf. It does seem a bit strange, but it's a dwarf, so of course it's strange. Okay, so the three is all sort of moving on together then. Um, okay, you're looking around, you're looking around, and then um, in this undergrowth, um, you know, I don't know what's the best way to describe it is here it would be ferns and sort of um, small plants um, that are actually blocking it. But you see this uh, um, funny sort of reflection of your torch as you approach. Um, you see them, you're, you, you recognize it straight away as being um, a tin can that sort of with, with another dwarf inside it. Um, for the rest of you, it's it's a lot of metal. Like it, it's a lot of really shiny metal uh, reflecting on the ground. Um, after a bit, you realise that you can see emanations of power coming out from inside this tin can um, Jagenvar. Um, very hard to see it just because it's all contained in this this suit of metal. 
I very slowly, I very slowly look over at our dwarven friend and go, you're sure this is a dwarf, but not simply a suit made for one? Oh, I'm sure. I'll, I'll run over to see uh, if this dwarf is conscious or not. You get over there, you pick him up. Um, it's quite heavy. Um, effectively, it's, you know, you can't easily move him by yourself to roll him over. It's uh, face face first in the ground into the bushes. Um, yeah, so you struggle to sort of lift up his shoulder and roll him over. He's definitely unconscious. You hear a noise as you sort of lift up the helm and sort of you get in there. And yes, it, it is definitely alive, but, um, but unconscious. Uh, for the other two, this, as you get close, you recognize that this is an iron suit. It's got uh, chainmail, chainmail over the majority. It's got a big um, plate helm and chainmail on its head. Um, you know, a bit of plate um, for braces, etc., um, and greaves. Uh, but yeah, it's Whoa. basically something wrapped up in a whole lot of iron. Jordan, I was going to need a moment or three to process this. Um, he's definitely taken some damage. Anything I notice about the suit? Yep, there's signs of wounds. Um, yeah, that's what I was looking for. You would say that um, well, you can't actually easily see the wound because it's all covered over, but you know, there's definitely signs of blood. Well, what dwarves consider blood? So I'll, uh, I'll just watch intently. Is it moving? It's breathing, Ask but Gord that's about this it. Is, is this one of your kin? Is this normal? Oh, I, I know. Does anyone know first aid? Treat them some, yes, but I've never tried to so um, the dwarf. Is it light enough to do my plant law to see if I can find some healing plants? No. You just um, like you'd be yeah. having to look for specific conditions and sort of looking for yeah, what side of the trees you're on, but no, not not at this time of night. How good at first aid are you? Uh, 43. I'm at 54. Can I use first aid on a dwarf, though? Like, is their biology comparable enough to that of a human that it's not going to impose any penalties? Uh, the basic principles of having to bind a wound, etc., I'd say yes. Um, one of the questions I was going to... Can we even get to the wounds? Well, I was just going to say, that's one of the biggest things, is finding what wounds and where, just given all of the armour. Um, the other thing I was going to say to you is, as a as a joint decision for everyone in the campaign, um, under the old you know, original RuneQuest stuff, um, there was a spell Zeno healing, and then in, they brought out the one where um, it was just a single <laughs> spell. But when you cast something, when you cast it on something that was a different um, species to you, you had to use two points healed one point. That's still true in RuneQuest 3, man. Yeah, so that's cool. So um, just so that we, everyone's aware. I don't have healing anyway. Well, I I, ha I mean, I have heal too. D d does this dwarf seem like he's about to expire and die? L l let me ask that first. So you go and have a good look at him? Well, yeah. I'm going to have a look at, look at him because he, he wears a fucking massive suit of iron. I'm going to have a look at him anyway. I'm fascinated. Um, he, you would say he's been bleeding out 
um, yeah, he will, he will probably die before the night's out if you don't find some way to, to heal him. Help me. All right, then, yeah, I will try helping out. I can't staunch the bleeding with heal because I only have heal two and I need heal four because he's a dwarf. <laughs> but I can definitely try using first aid then. Yep. So what you find is that there's two main wounds, one to the... Um, uh, basically, he's been cut to the chest, and the other one is um, he's had a stab wound of some sort uh, to his buttocks. Ooh. Okay. Well, that's fine by me, relatively. I'm going to try and bind them. I roll first aid twice, yes? Okay, uh, just um, before you do... It's um, going to take two people to try and remove the armor enough that you can get to have a look at it. Uh, I mean, we have three people, so that's, yeah. Yep. You, you work out fairly quickly that he's carrying somewhere between 25 and 30 kilos worth of armor. Um, how far are we from the camp? Uh, you guys are only probably about 50 meters away from the camp, but getting them back there is going to be a, okay. a bit of fun. Help me carry him. It works out to be the equivalent of like a size 16, size 17 person, but really, really short. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I help carry. I'll help out as well. Uh, the two, the dwarf and the um, farmer will be able to carry him quite easily. Uh, they're buff enough. Yeah, I'd like to carry him back to the campsite. Yep, that's cool. You get him back there. Um, just uh, caught a few roll percentile just to make sure that it's not a uh, 96 to 100 um, just to make sure that you two don't drop them. Okay. That's good. And then when we get there I'd like to start uh, taking his armor off. Ooh. This is completely inappropriate, you know. But, um, I'm going to be AFK. Desperate times. Okay. You, you guys, you two start peeling off the armor. Um, Neil, can you give me an intro? Well, I'll, I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. I tell him. Okay. Uh, Neil, can you make an in times five roll? No. Yeah, it's, it's funny armor, like really weird. Um, in fact, you've while you've seen Arun Lord and in Iron, um, it's not this sort of armor. Um, so I'll start removing yeah, it and placing it in a pile. Yeah. So it takes you a good 15 to 20 minutes to sort of um, strip him down. Bloody hard just trying to get all that armor off when he's catatonic. Okay, you get him there. Um, so there's the two different wounds. Um, so, uh, Saren, if you want to bind one, and Yaganvar does the other. Yep. Yay. Nice. Okay, were you doing his chest or his three. buttocks? I'll do his chest, thanks. Okay. <laughs> cool. Good bind. Nice. Stop bleeding, and um, uh, he's got a nice, pretty bandage around him now. You're you're very impressed with yourself because yeah, not only did you yeah, that's pretty decent. Yep. Uh, that goes straight over your head, Gort. You, you've got no idea um, about first aid or sort of any of the stuff that he's just done to heal him, but um, you definitely think that he's a lot. 
No, not really. Well, don't stop there. Now is bad. I'll wait for Yagenvar to do the buttocks. And he got it. Oof, just. Is that one on 1d3 as well? How are you guys rolling at 1d3? Uh, forward slash roll space 1d3. Oh, okay. Okay. So you have bound his wounds. So um, Saren has bound his chest and sort of healed 1d3, uh, sorry, three points to the chest. Um, Yaganvar has had to deal with the, the wound to the buttocks. And um, he's probably flinched a wee bit while he was doing it and um, has healed it for two points. Um, what kind of wounds are they? They were stabbing wounds, weren't they? So one was the, the wound to the buttocks was a stabbing wound. The wound to the chest was definitely a slash. By a weapon or by animals? Yeah, it definitely looks like a, a some sort of sword cut. It doesn't look like... Um, it's definitely not like a broad sword. Um, it seems like a rough, a rougher sort of cut than what you'd generally get with one of your guy swords. Um, it would almost seem a little bit like it was a weapon made out of stone of some sort. So is this do you, is this one of your 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 families? I I you could call it that. Actually, I don't. Is it Glenn? Uh, well. Probably the easiest way to describe it is that um, you're you're part of the group called um, Granite Thirteen, and you're number um, sixty four, and um, uh, Mostali or Dwarf, known as um, number thirty nine of the uh, Steel Group. Okay. Not direct family, not not even of the same class, but um, one. One that happens to, um, you've been on several missions with before. Okay. So no, no, not direct family, but a colleague. Gotcha. In fact, he's probably got caught out of trouble in the past. He's carrying a hammer at his waist and he had a, a target shield that he had slung across his back. Um, and he was covered in a shitload of, uh, iron armor and he has a um, crossbow also sort of strapped across his back as well you guys have never seen a crossbow before it's basically the same as what Gort is carrying but that's the first time you've ever seen one so um, I'll ask him to ex explain what the crossbow is and, and does uh, we use it to fire bolts like arrow arrows exactly that just seems like you've made a bow with extra steps. And you notice that there's got a little chamber underneath that seems to hold lots of other arrows in it. It's not like a, um, it's not like a bow where it just shoots a single one. It's got lots of them just tucked underneath. Fancy. It eliminates some of those extra steps you have with bows. Hmm. And say so you're the only, you know, fine one to be talking about extra steps. You are. Okay, um, so you guys have managed to um, seal the wound. You've um, you've probably saved his life, in fact, um, but he is definitely not uh, healed up and or able to travel. That's for sure, and he's he's still unconscious at the moment. I see if I can work out how whatever's damaged him, how it got through, 
what is essentially a ton of armor? It's a bloody good question. Um, you would say an, um, a huge amount of force was required to um, get through. Um, you can see that the shield had has taken damage. Gotcha. Uh, that would probably explain, you know, with the slash to the chest, that would probably say that um, he attempted to parry and the excess got through. Um, the buttocks, you're not really sure, but he definitely wasn't facing whatever got him there. So we need to be wary of whatever's around here that can do damage to somebody wearing that much armour. We need to be very careful. Were you here, Stefan, when I said... Um, that it looks like the wounds were made by something of stone? Yes, and I seemly thought, hmm, Dragonuts. Ah. I suppose it might be something else. Maybe. Trolls aren't exactly known for having very much metal at their disposal either. And we are in a dragon so trolls and dwarves don't get along. After all. Would we, yeah. Have we seen Dragonuts before? Uh, yeah, at a distance, you, you don't really go and interact with them, that's for sure. Uh, and they do all sorts of strange things. Yeah, Dragonuts are best left alone. Can we make a world law or, or some such to, to join those dots? Uh, uh, it seems sensible. In times two. But you know what Dragonuts are, you know little bits about them, but you couldn't tell the detail of their culture or that. Whoa. I got it. Me too. Special yeah. success, even. The two years look at each other and go, "Yeah, dragon news. Yeah, uh, that looks like a a clamp got them there." And yeah, you're not quite sure, sort of, um, about the the buttocks. Um, it might have been some sort of missile weapon, or uh, more likely some sort of spear, spear, or um, or even a, a impaling sort of um, daggery type weapon. To, to get him in the back of the arse like that. I say, have you, you dwarves been pestering the locals? Well, you guys are back on the other side of the river from the... Um, oh, right, so uh, they would have had wild. to come across, unless he's dragged himself. Yeah. We can assume that it was this side. Hmm. Uh, well, you ran into Gort on the other side of the river, like on the Dragon New Wild side. Mm -hmm. So... Um, but no, he's this buddy of his. Yep, he's either come a really long way, um, like a day or two's travel. Yeah. Um, all the all the dragon units are potentially uh, on this side. Yeah, and that's it. Does happen once in a while, but not very often. Yeah. More. They walk funny paths with that roll that um, Yagenvar got. They they tend to just walk almost straight lines between sort of places. Um, and they don't really take an interest in other people unless they get in their way, normally. Having said that, when people tend to go over into the wilds or sort of head towards Dragon's Eye, um, the retribution tends to be pretty brutal. Yeah, we know that they're dangerous. Grandpa kind of looks at Dwarf and he says he probably drew the Dragonuts' attention. Although their motives are very mysterious, even the best of times. Hmm. Are dwarves familiar with dragonuts? Yes. Okay. Friendly? Really? Ah, sorry. Familiar. F familiar, familiar. Right, so. Oh, familiar. My bad. 
Yeah, I was just thinking, shit, did I completely mishear that the first time? <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. The, um, yeah, you, you know who they are. They're, um, yeah, they're another elder race of a similar sort of um, uh, time as you guys, but the um, even dwarves think they're weird. Yeah, but don't dwarves think literally everyone else is weird? It makes it easy, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I have a simple view of the world. They're all weird. No, no, that 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 sounds about right. Well, at least we, we saved him. He's not going to bleed out now. We 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 got the worst of his wounds to be a little patched up. We say we can't move. Yeah, I do look. I do look at Gort and Saren for a moment to say, um, if there's going to be dragon dudes here. But if they're going to make war on us, we're going to have a problem. I don't think we can stand against people that can cause wounds like this. Do dragon newts hunt their prey? Um, yes, actually. Yeah. They do tend to hunt for food. They don't really practice agriculture for as far as I know. Okay. Well, we can't leave him like this. Okay, well, I look at Gorton and say, are you suggesting something? We hole up here until he's fit to travel. I kind of look about myself. I look at the dwarf and say, well, um... It'll be close enough to maybe go and get a wagon or something to, to, to bring him. The terrain seems a bit bad for wagons and such. Like, you need a road or at least a fairly fat, flat plain, and that's not what we're on. Okay, to... to give you an idea in game mechanics terms um he was in negative points in both his abdomen and his chest he's still negative in the abdomen um but his chest is now positive hit points can't i just keep using heal until his abdomen's fine relatively speaking yep it just heals one point at a time every time you cast it well yeah but i, I have a bunch of power that's not really an issue and it's pretty late, and I'm going to have more power once I go to sleep, so, you know. Yep, yep, you can just, um, you don't even have to roll, because um, you've got plenty no, of time to do it. So, damn, it's just a matter of how much you want to heal him up. I don't know. Let's start with, I cast it three times, so he heals three HP. Okay. Yep, he's back now, looking a lot more positive than what he was. All, all of a sudden... He just sits bolt upright, starts thrashing, um, pushing people back. Uh, um, I can't do the accent today. Um, what's going on here? What are you doing? He starts, <laughs> he starts lashing out to, to like ready to um, um, almost jump up um, to his feet and start sort of punching and um, looking for his weapons. And, that, and then all of a sudden he sees Gort and says, you... You, what the fuck are you doing here? Where's my fucking armor? I, I calm down now. Weave it right here. I'm going to take a step or two back. Yeah, me too. Just in yeah. case the dwarf tries lashing out. You were in bad form. These two humans healed you up. Humans? Humans? Did you let humans touch my armor? Nah, of course not. Hey, the fucking dragons got me. Those fucking newts said one of them fucking waited till I was fighting. I was busy dealing with the um, big one in front of me and he stabbed me in the fucking ass. <laughs> uh, 
We saw the evidence of that. We've been able to work out what happened. That's as bad as Kenny. Are they still after you? Do you know how embarrassing it was for Kenny that he got a fucking troll and stabbed him in the ass? He didn't have to live it down for fucking years. It's been 200 <laughs> years and everyone still fucking talks about it. <laughs> no one will ever know this. Aye, if I, it's just if I fucking do, I'll know that it's you that i got to come and nut. Well, that's all reason enough for me to keep my mouth shut then. He's looking around at you lot and sort of easing his way back towards his gear and um, sort of looking not quite sure whether or not to, you know, um, how to take you, whether or not he should just take your heads and sort of get rid of a potential problem or, um, yeah, if it, yeah, he's not looking at you in a friendly way, that's for sure. Hmm. Now I know what you're thinking. But these humans are luck. They're like having a luck rune. Trust me on that. Did you? Did you? Did you really have some luck? Oh, I've had lots of good luck since I met them. You sure? Are you sure? Aye. I tell you, if you be fucking lying to me, I'll fucking nut you. Um, does this guy have any... Was that all the equipment he had? He basically just had his, uh, he had a, a small pack, probably would have had a bit of food and the rest of it is just his weapons. He, he dumped yeah, everything else. Story. Yeah, I'll grab a, a can of my food and look in his pack, pull out a can of his food and just say, we'll, we'll have a eat on it. What the fuck are you doing? Look, I've got fucking molted stuff in there. Moted. You don't fucking put any of that fucking spinach shit near me. <laughs> no, no. And I'll give him his malted and I'll eat my spinach. Look, I got fucking gainus. I got gainus, you know. Fucking liquid malt in a can. Oh. <laughs> the penny's dropped. It's late. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll fucking take kill, kill, kill. Kill, 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 kill Kenny, but fucking gainless, man. <laughs> we'll have a eat on it, and then I'll show you on the morrow. Hey, if you're fucking with me, if you're fucking with me, you'll regret it. Oh, this isn't like something I joke about. He sort of looks and he says, well, I suppose I got to thank you. He says, it's not often a human would do something for a dwarf, but... I, I say, I thank you. I, you know, um, I was in a bad way, but uh, I, um, I, I'd ask you not to tell people about it. They say they're going to a place called Hume. I've not to have it on me maps. Hume? That's what they say. Isn't that their place? <clears throat> that they I'd like to go see it for myself. Isn't that that place that that fucking legendary woman, uh, what's her name, uh, uh, Mrs. Deadfire? Let's see. Do I have a... Is there some sort of customs or lore, human lore? Yep. Uh, okay. It should be like for... I have not the slightest. Yeah, I fucking heard stories about her. She's a weird bitch. But it's not on me map. And I'd like to go see it there and so I can update me map. Fucking humans, man. They breed like fucking elves. They won't be on your map. Oh, true enough. 
Yeah. Yeah. When he's yeah, so when he's talking to you guys, he's trying to speak in like uh, Tarshite. He speaks actual Tarshite. Wow. All right. Oh, sorry, no, sorry, Satirite. He's got trade talk in Satirite. Okay. This guy um, has acted on the surface mm -hmm. a few times, so he's a, a little bit cultured. A cultured dwarf. Wow. Freaky. Well, awesome. for, for, for dwarven <laughs> things, but. No, I got you. I got you. I got you. Is that like a cultured Welshman? <laughs> yeah. I play football with one of those. <laughs> when he gets excited, especially if he scored a goal, I can't fucking understand him. So I ask, are you, are you alone or are you with a with a band of other dwarves? Well, what uh, happened to the like others? Oh, oh, you mean was I? Was I with a band of others? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, um... I, I'm not like this fucking dweeb. I don't go wandering off by myself. Uh, so what's happened to the band? Were they were they attacked by dragon newts too? Well, someone went for a piss, didn't he? And fucking next thing he knows, you've got fucking dragon newts coming down out of nowhere. It uh, it was brutal. It was brutal. God knows where fucking silver tongue is. But uh, we fought. We fought hard and well. Out on the plains, we gave them hell. Yes, we're just going to have heavy metal lyrics all around this session, aren't we? <laughs> Sorry, I had got to stop laughing. <laughs> now, the sad thing is I'm now wrecking myself for a lyric in reply. Sadder yet, it went over my head. I think Stefan's uh, is going to give us an ultimatum to not do it. It's um, it's It's the final countdown. <laughs> well played, well played, well played. Yeah, I, was just about to, I couldn't get it out because I was laughing too much, but I was about to say, we, hey, we had to run to the hills. Oh, dear. Pick your favourite band. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we fucking ran to the hills, but uh, we were trying to save Silver Tongue. But I I lost him. I I got no fucking idea where he is. But uh, what's a silver tongue? Presumably he's a silver dwarf. You know, he's you know he's he's a dwarf. His his name is Silver Tongue. He was if he was our leader. Um. Well, yeah. Well, I I looked after all the all of the important things, but he was our leader. And he's healed up now. He's mobile, like yeah, um, the healing sort of pushed him into uh, positive points. He's still got wounds, but yeah. Um, yeah, he's a lot better shape than he was, that's for sure. He's fit and fighting mad. Well, I suggest he's, he's more than welcome to, to rest up by our fire a bit. I, I'll, uh, I'll have to say yes to that if you can. But uh, I'll, I'm going to have to go and fight Silvertongue. He, he escaped. I'm fucking sure he escaped, but... Um, a dwarf like that fucking roaming around in those wilds, that's not a good thing. I was trying to make my way back to to Dwarf Mine. Those fucking dragon newts, they're fucking beasts of things. Are they after you? Are they on your trail? Well, if they were, they'd probably have fucking caught me by now. Jesus, like, I was having to fucking sprint just to match them. Even still. And they ride those fucking um, stupid birds. 
Fuck me. It's bad enough that the fucking dragon newts look like fucking weird-ass things, but those fucking birds. <laughs> so I'd like to use... Let's see. So the magic points, they come back daily? Yep. Every 20. So hours, uh, what's your power? What's your power? 12, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you get a very convenient one power point every two hours. Okay. So I'm back to full magic, but I'd like to augment some of this uh, form set rock with my masonry to create some battlements around our camp here. Okie dokie. Just to be safe. Okay, so you spend a couple of minutes just mm -hmm. sort of um, prepping to do it and then uh, roll, roll for your skill. Yep. So again, uh, add plus 25 to your skill and then roll for it. Plus 25? Yep. The dwarf sort of going over, looking at his armor and says, hey, how the fuck am I going to hide the fact that someone stabbed me in the fucking ass? Look at that. Look at the fucking hole in my chainmail. So nothing for the form set rock. Uh, remember, you get the 19 on top of that. So, oh, yeah, that's sort of make it. Cool. Um, so you just take another couple of minutes to sort of have a go. But in the meantime, cross off one magic point. Okay. So every time you fail, it costs you one magic point with sorcery. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Would the ceremony help build yeah, up the? Yeah, that was the. Uh, I basically said um, add twenty five percent because of the ceremony, and then you'll um, dump the gear would give you another nineteen, wouldn't it? So add add forty five. Okay. Add forty five percent all up. It's taking you basically three to four minutes every time you you try to cast it, though. Okay. That should be it. And you'll need to use five magic points when you actually do successfully cast it just to um, to do enough intensity. Oh. Nope, still no go. Okay. The, um, um, the Iron Dwarf comes over to you guys and he says, So, how the fuck did you end up with him? He was having... You like picking up fucking strays. He was having some bother with some of the local invaders. And uh, we picked a side and helped him out. Which fucking invaders are you talking about? The whole fucking lot of you came into our land. I think that's debatable, but it's the Lunar, the Lunar armies. Hey, the fucking red boys. I see. Fuck, they could be just as bad as fucking trolls. Mind you, you're all a bit fucking weird. Well, that's true, you know. It took me some measure of magic to get you back to some semblance of health, you know. I look, I thank you for that. It's just, you know, fucking gods. Gods. Who the fuck thinks that there's a god? There's only one god, and it's Mustal. I don't think dwarves even consider Mustal a god, do they? No, not, not per se. They follow him. They follow the way of him. It's almost... There are no worse. gods, only Mustav. But, like, um, he... Um, the old Iron Dwarf is sort of... Like, so... So did he fucking uh, manage to actually swing that fucking hammer? Oh, yeah, he did see, He did some damage. He held his own. Well, fucking he can hold his own all the time. Doesn't mean that he actually does anything with it. <laughs> Look, uh... So, so what happened to the uh, 
the leftovers, should we say. He, he turned the ground to liquid and they, they sank into the ground. Hey, that's a fucking handy skill, isn't it? So why would you help a dwarf? I figured that someone who was in a quarrel with the Lunars must not be so bad at the sorts. If you haven't noticed, I kind of guessed you at Saren and myself, we are not in league with the Lunars in the slightest. They invaded our lands and we want nothing to do with them. Yeah, I, I can understand that. Hey, fucking rock boy. What the fuck did you do to piss off some Lunars? Ah, uh, my wit, charm, and dashing good looks. So you fucking spoke to them. What have I told you about talking to fucking strange people? Uh, I was just minding me own. Well, you keep your fucking hand off it. That'll stop a lot of the problems. Otherwise you'll get a stab in the ass. Aye, enough of that now. <laughs> uh, what do you so I've, uh... Yeah, I was saying, my, uh... there's this beautiful, pretty fucking palisade is now built around. You know, it, it almost looks as good as uh, uh, Elder Chur or um, Boltholm without just how striking the battlements are. I even went with a little architecture in this one. Yep. So have we gone with Gothic style or are we going with sort of more um, like Persian influences? I guess more Gothic. And so you guys could end up sleeping on top of the freaking Great Pyramid one night the way he's going. <laughs> He says, so, so tell me about the look. Tell me about the look. Uh, I'm going to tell him in Mastali to drop that for now. Look, we're fucking short 10 people. 10 fucking people, so you better have some fucking luck. Yeah, just, just trust. What have some faith. About? Why are you talking about luck? It is not something you can simply hold. Right. I never said anything in luck. Why did you talk about luck? Tell him why you're talking about luck. And he's sort of scowling at you at the same time. Uh, I'm going to tell him in Mistali again to really drop this. Guy, oh, you're the fucking one that's got them asking the questions. You'll fucking tell him something about luck, otherwise I'll fucking snot you. <laughs> so they're, they're babbling away at each other in uh, Mistali. Yeah, so that um, a lot of the conversations in satirite and trade talk, um, they're sort of bouncing through using a combination of words just because they're trying to make shit fit. But um, every so often they sort of um, break into Mustali and from the body language should say that um, the, the guy that you've just rescued is really sort of laying down the law um, to Gort. Yeah. Put this way, every so often you, you're pretty sure he's threatening to to give him a, either a slap or a, a headbutt. Okay, um, yeah, so um, you've just been asked, uh, Gort, by uh, Yaganvar about luck. Why are you talking about luck? Uh, okay. I I guess I don't understand why Yaganvar is asking that, because I, I haven't said anything about luck. No. Um, um, you brother... The dude did. The Iron Dwarf did. Oh, okay. I just said it was a bit luck that we've crossed paths, would be my reply then. I suppose it was some manner of good fortune in that. Well, and see, uh, you haven't got a scratch on you, so I'd say you're fucking lucky, that's for sure. You're caught. And there we have it. Hey, uh, Omens, what the fuck are you doing out and about this way anyway? How, where did you find him? 
We found him uh, on the other side of the river, near Skull Ruins. And you brought him all the way back here? Yes. How did you get across the river? With some effort, a piece of wood, and a bunch of swimming. I had considered, I had considered summoning up the spirit of air, but I thought it might startle him a bit. You talk to fucking spirits. I talk to spirits many times, yes. Are you alright? I'm doing better than you, I dare say. I, they, they've said about these, um, these things of the mind where people get sort of strange ideas. You're, you're not one of those, are you? Yagapa heaves a sigh. If you are very curious about the match, I can introduce you to one if you'd very much like. I know, no, fuck that. But did, did these things talk back to you, or they just, um, do you hear voices? How many spirits are about me right now? <laughs> Give me a ballpark estimate. Probably not a lot, but, um... Yeah, if you discorporated, you'd be able to go and find something fairly easy, but it's nothing that's sort of... Yeah, but that takes a full hour, and I'm not going to do that. I will look at, very intently, at the closest tree nearby, the largest one, because maybe that, that one has a decently sized spirit. I'll look back at the it, dwarf, and at some point I say they talk back, but only if I don't ask them stupid questions. Hey, you talk to fucking elves. You talk to the fucking elves. Um, I frown a bit. I don't have... I haven't really spoken to elves many times, no. They tend to keep to their own, and they're in very bad moods. I, I try to leave them alone. He spits, even, just every time, so that you can see his face scowl, and then he spits as you're having a conversation with elves. He says, fucking elves. Fuck, I don't know what's worse. They're more fucking trolls. Mind you, fucking dragon youths are turning to be a pain in the ass, aren't they? Um... He says, I, I know there's fucking spirits around, but you know, they're, they're all crazy shit. They, they all should be doing shit that uh, keeps the machine on track, but yeah, fucking hell. Just making sure that you're all right in your head, though. You are all right in the head, though, aren't you? I'm not entirely certain why you keep doubting that. I fought with a spirit of disease just yesterday, you know? It's a good thing I drove it away. I fucking gotta stop disease. Only thing worse than disease is fucking chaos. Isn't disease an instrument of chaos? I don't know if Yarganvar knows that, let alone the Iron Dwarf. But... Would I know that? Can I roll something for that? Uh, yeah, she roll your cute. No, not human. Go with your ceremony skill, actually. There we go. Or no. Well, then I very wisely knock down at the Iron Dwarf, because what he says is sensible, and say, indeed, a blight on the world and something best kept at bay. All right, maybe you're not so fucking bad after all. And as well, he sort of... As, safe. As he walks safe from to, disease here. Yeah, as he walks back to Gort, he sort of taps the side of his head and sort of then does a, a um, twirly motion with his finger. Aye. Hey, they're all fucking mad. <laughs> so he says, we need, he um, says in um, uh, Trey Talk, we need to go find Silvertongue. You know, on the morrow, we need to go find Silvertongue. Would uh, 
Would you two humans be willing to come and help us? I slowly lift. I mean, do I have very much better things to do? I guess I don't really. Um, you haven't been assigned anything. That you're on your time at the moment. Um. All right. Then I scratch at my jaw a bit before responding. I do not have very many places to be. And I am very interested, so I will accompany you for a time, certainly. Look, I thank you. It's just so much easier to deal with humans if another human's around. Um, you know, but no, no fucking talking about me getting stabbed in the ass, though. No telling anyone that. He says, "Look, I'll give All right. you. I'll, 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 I'll happily pay you some fucking gold as a thank you, yo. Um, that's not a problem. But um, Sil- Silver Tongue, he'll look after you." I was going to say something else, but he's offering me gold, so I just kind of say, well, that sounds acceptable. Certainly so. Yeah, like, uh, we know what it's like with you humans. Fucking shiny stuff, all good. He says, um, I'll, I'll, uh, have to, whether or not I can, uh, try and sort of fix myself, but, uh, apart from that, I thank you very much for your fucking efforts and your kindness. He said, uh, I'd have been fucked without you. Um, you know, it took everything I could to get here. And I saw the campfire. I was making my way, but I just tripped over those fucking trees. Had to have a wee lie down. Okay. Um, we'll halt it there for tonight. And um, basically tomorrow is the escapade to go and try and find Silver Tongue. 